Glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory be forever. Father Basil Malovany again. Hope everyone's doing well wherever you're listening from today. So, um, I've been talking about the different um, vices that we have to um, try to control in our lives. Some people call them <coughs> the eight deadly sins. And <coughs> we were talking about a few of them already. And they're um, the virtues that overcome these sins, these deadly sins. So we talked a little bit in the past about um gluttony and lust and other sins of that nature. Today I want to talk about anger. Now when we think of the word anger, it's a very common emotion <coughs> that everyone has in the world. We all get angry at one time or another as this part of our human makeup. But I think we have to differentiate between righteous anger and sinful anger. So when we get angry at someone for not doing what we expect them to do, when we get angry at someone for um, for their actions, sometimes it's called righteous anger. So if they are doing something sinful, if they are hurting other people, if they are doing something selfish and... Uh, and, and this totally being uncaring about people around them, then we could have what's called righteous anger. But we have to still control how we use that anger in our lives. You know, when we shout or yell or, or, or name call or, or, you know, swear, uh we we are sinning ourselves when we are angry and using our anger to um hurt others in a way you know we remember uh it doesn't matter what other people are doing we still can't sin against them you know, there's, there, there is nothing, um, there, we, we, we can't use sin to counteract sin. Let's put it that way. We can't sin against someone who is sinning that this defeats the purpose. So when we get angry, we have to control our anger and not let it get out of hand. Because anger can easily lead to more sin. Anger can lead to more problems than solutions. 
so again you you look at the bible and jesus became angry a few times as we look at it remember the 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 story when he was in the temple uh you know the days before his crucifixion and these people in the temple area were cheating the poor people these pilgrims who would be coming from different parts of Israel, of the Roman Empire, to Jerusalem to worship in the temple. And remember, temple worship at that time, you were to offer a sacrifice for uh, your sins. And, uh, you know, the richer people could offer big animals, you know, goats and sheep and things like that. And then the poorer people could usually only offer, you know, a bird, a little bird for their sacrifice uh, in order to, um, you know, that, that was the tradition at that time, to offer a sacrifice for your sins. So there, there happened to be money lenders who would, of course, take these people's money and, and, and uh, give change and stuff. And this is who... Jesus was very upset about they they made this uh, into a profitable business right in the temple area where you know we were supposed to be worshiping God and they were basically worshiping money and Jesus became so upset about this about their uh, their behavior these money lenders they're cheating other people out of their money uh lying and, and and scamming people that he that's why he did what he did that was called righteous anger because they were not doing what they were supposed to be doing and then he overturned all their tables and made a big commotion in the temple area as we know the story so that's one of the th- times Jesus got angry and Another time, uh, Jesus got angry. Well, maybe not anger, but this, he, he was very disappointed, upset. Uh, and many times when, when he was talking to his apostles, especially Peter, Peter, the chief apostle, whom, you know, Jesus made as the, the leader of the apostles, the head of the church, the first pope of Rome. We know all that. And Peter often just just uh, would, would do things that would be um, I don't know would would make Jesus just go oy 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 Peter 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 what's you know how long am I gonna you know f- f- how long before you finally figure out what I really am and the truth. And even though Peter was the one that that said to Jesus, "You are the the Son of God," you know, the Jesus, uh, Peter was the first one to know that Jesus was the Son of God. Uh, is Peter still this had that lack of faith, like a lot of us do? And Jesus became very upset, uh, very many times at Peter's lack of faith. Remember when Jesus was. Uh, walking on the water and he called Peter into the water and Peter 
was okay for first, but then he just started to sink. And Jesus says, well, where is your lack of faith? You know, where is your lack of faith? And I can't, the most uh, famous example, of course, is right out before Jesus' crucifixion when, G, when uh, Peter denied Jesus three times. And you can imagine how upset Jesus would have been. Uh, and they're saying, you know, before uh, Peter, Peter thought that he was going to be with Christ right till the end, right to the crucifixion, but Peter denied Christ three times. That would have been very upsetting for Jesus. You can imagine that. So again, anger at times is a useful feeling we have in order to make sure that there's justice in this world, that there's, um, that the, that people are listening to God's words and doing what God expects them to do. So, you know, we get, when we hear today news stories, you know, if, if we would get angry, uh, for sure against people who abuse children because it is, it is very sinful for, you know, for us, anyone, to abuse anyone else, especially children. So when we hear about all these abuse cases, of course we're going to get angry. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to, we want justice, we want revenge. But again, we have to be very careful. You know, that anger is fine, that righteous anger to say, well, they shouldn't be doing that. They need to get punished for that sin that they committed we can think that way but we can't uh, be vigilantes and and try to get justice ourselves and and try to hurt the other people that that defeats the purpose you know we still have to learn that god is the one that's going to judge us god is going to one who's going to judge our every action on this earth so we can be angry at a certain situation, but we still have to learn that we are not the final judges of anyone. We can, you know, a person who commits a terrible crime will get justice. They'll go to prison. There's still, in many countries, capital punishment where, you know, people are, are, you know, are killed for their, for their actions. Uh, people are capital punishment is like hanging and and uh, lethal injections and uh, all that stuff where people are 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 put to death because of their wrongful actions. And I talked about this a little bit when I talked about the commandment: "Thou uh, shall not kill; thou shall not murder; commit murder." Now. The opposite of anger is gentleness. Okay? So we have to always pray for the virtue of being gentle. And again, in, in everyday situations, we have to learn that we, we want people to, to try to, to do God's will. We want to have people 
to follow the commandments. We want people to be good to one another. This is part of our hopefully Christian understanding. This is what we believe in. We want everyone to go to heaven. You know, we should be praying for the worst people on this earth to repent so that they may get to heaven. So gentleness, when we, in, in an everyday situation, means we try to curb our anger. When we see an injustice happening, like I said, there's that righteous anger that we have at first. But then we have to learn about forgiveness. Gentleness and forgiveness, I think, come go hand in hand. When we're gentle, it's much easier for us to forgive others. When we're, when we, when we practice gentleness, it means that we are going to, um, we, we are going to look at the situation that we see in front of us and say, you know, um, I, I know that this is not right, what this person is doing according to God's law. And, you know, we, we want justice to happen, of course, but at the same time, we want that person's soul to be saved. So the, this is the difference between someone who is not a believer and just being angry and wanting that person to be punished and, and have revenge upon that person versus a Christian who looks at the situation and says, okay, well, that person does wrong. The person, you know, we need justice to make sure that person doesn't do this again. But at the same time, we are going to pray for that person's soul so that they may repent and God may bring them to the heavenly kingdom. You see the huge difference there? So we could be angry at first. We could be, uh, we could have lots of emotions, but, uh, but at the end, we need to use our gentleness that God has given to us. And again, another, another way to look at it is love. You know, gentleness and love go back and hand in hand as well. Do we really love one another? As God loves us. We say as Christians, oh yeah, 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 I, I love, I love everyone. I love everyone uh, as God loves me, but do we really? Going back to that situation I just told you about. Think of the worst criminal on this earth. The person who has committed the most violent, heinous crimes ever. Do we love that person? <laughs> oh boy, that's a that's an interesting question, isn't it? Can we love a person that, that does those kind of crimes? Well, according to Jesus, we're supposed to. We're, we're supposed to love everyone the same way, right? So this goes back to gentleness. If we are slow to anger, if we have to look at the situation, as I said, from God's eyes, not from the human eyes, not from the perspective of, of, uh, you know, what, what our society thinks. 
We have to look at the situation through what God thinks. And this is the most important thing about this. Uh, we, we, we have to see one another as the image and likeness of God. We have to look at each other as God's creation and say, yeah, I'm going to, there's going to be situations in my life where my, my emotions will get the best of me. I'm going to get angry. I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, see things in this world uh, as uh, we, we, that, that need to change. You know, we want people to change, to become better, to become more holy, to become more sinless. But at the same time, we have to be loving and compassionate to everyone. And that comes to our gentleness. Okay, so can we be gentle to that worst person who ever lived on this earth? Can we be loving to that person? That's a very interesting question that we all have to think about. And, uh, you know, in our relationships, in our day-to-day relationships with our spouse, with our children, with our parents, or with our co-workers, the people we work with, people we associate with every day, um, we have to learn this gentleness as well. So it's not just thinking about the worst person on earth. It's about our everyday people that we deal with as well. You know, it's so easy to get angry at someone if, if we live with them every day, if we know their faults, we know their, uh, their, their, the actions that annoy us. And this is where we have to learn gentleness as well. Say, well, you know, Maybe there's something about this person that really annoys me, but I know that they are a child of God. I know that they are, um, you know, might have situations that they're dealing with in life that are really difficult for them. So pray for them. Pray for those people. Pray for our loved ones that, that, that are around us. All right. So, um, a little bit of uh, hopefully you can um, reflect upon this uh, uh, anger, you know, this vice of anger that could cause many, many sins in our life versus the virtue of gentleness. God bless you. Have a good day.